We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 109. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And I'm Shara. And this is the Active Pattern Ahead edition. Uh, yeah, we got some stuff coming in. It's going to rain. I think it is. I mean, I hope so. Uh, we're we're going to have multiple rounds of stuff moving in. You know, and I, I've been watching... Uh, you know, the, the discussions at the National Weather Service, and basically, uh, our, we have this big pattern change. It's coming in tomorrow. We are recording this at uh, about 8 o'clock on Tuesday, March 10th. So anything you hear that we talk about for tomorrow will be Wednesday. So who knows who when people listen to this. I always wonder that because we talk about stuff like the next day, and then they probably listen to it on Thursday and go, what are they talking about? Right. <laughs> no, but uh, our, our weather pattern is changing. We've kind of been in a northwest flow in a block, and now everything is going to a zonal flow to a southwesterly flow. And that's what is... Happening, we're going to have these systems coming in off of California and uh, going into the Arizona, New Mexico, and then kind of southwesterly flow just move on up and just have round after round after round. And honestly, Corey, I looked at the forecast. This is going to go way into next week. Interesting. Yeah. Now, did now you texted me like a rainfall graphic? Yeah. Uh, the National Weather Service keeps pumping these things up. They do, uh, but you know. I mean, what if, what do you think? Seriously, because they've I, done this before and it's been a half inch. Well, maybe. the uh, the uh, Climate Prediction Center kind of jumped on this last week. They said there's going to be an area of heavy precipitation in the in the middle part of the nation. So it's kind of pointing that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at two different models, and they're not real far off. So they're it's kind of looking like something may happen yeah and i was looking at the short-term models uh uh again this is tuesday there's something coming in wednesday morning that looks kind of interesting to me i mean if this were in the the heat of june and july and august i would almost look at this as more of a derecho type of thing it's just going to be this this little complex it's a few maybe a hundred miles or whatever uh zoom out of kansas south you know, to the southeast and uh, go across southwest Missouri. And I looked at three models, the Her, the Nam, and the Wharf, and all of them say that it could be kind of stormy tomorrow morning. Interesting. Uh, it doesn't, yeah, it looks kind of stormy. Like time to get the kids up for school time ready for school. I mean, oh, that's right. 7 a.m., Yeah, now, now when, do you, when do you get them ready for school? Is it about six it, or seven? Half of them around six. Oh. The last one around seven thirty. Yeah. Well, I hope you have time to post because I am not going to be up. <laughs> I 
used to be up when I worked nights. I would just come home and take them. But yeah, now I sleep in and uh, let yeah. him get up. <laughs> you need your sleep. I have to get up with the girl because he doesn't have a clue how to do her hair or match her well, clothes. Well, anyway, hey. <laughs> Coming up a little later in the, in the podcast, yes. we want to say that we're going to have a s- special <laughs> guest all the way from Alaska. Stuart Langer is going to join us a little late, later in the newscast and tell us all about life and weather in Alaska. So I'm you're so gonna, excited. You're going to want to stick throw your stuff? pencil at me. I didn't mean to throw my pencil at you. <laughs> I'll throw your pencil you're going to want to stick around <laughs> for this interview because it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, we. Uh, this is so exciting, actually, because uh, he's going to be Stuart is from this area. Yeah. Like, he Stuart, used to live I, around here, I but think, he's I recently think he's from, moved to Alaska. Yeah, just moved to Alaska. And it, it's so funny uh, because we, we will post things uh, around here that, oh, it's going to get cold. It's going to be 15 degrees or 10 degrees, you know, and he'll he'll do a snapshot of what it is in Alaska, and it's and kind of laughs 40. at us. Yeah, just kind of laughs at us, and I think that's so entertaining. But uh, he will be able to shed some light on a whole bunch of stuff about Alaska weather that uh, I'm sure, I don't know. And that'll be coming up in a few minutes. Yeah, probably right after the, the weather school. So stick around for that. Um, hey, happy time change, you know. Yeah. This yeah. one's been tough on the kids. Really? Yeah. Like normally, I don't I think it affects it's me. It's still much, dark when they go to school. Yeah. It's hard oh, to get yeah. kids up when it's still dark outside. Yeah. Good. Or point. to make them go to bed when it's still daylight outside. Well, well, Grayson was here last week and he was like, yeah, no problem. I just sleep. Yeah. I just feel you know, tired high school, anyway. He doesn't care. <laughs> was he 18, did you say? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, those teenagers, they, teenagers never get enough sleep. You know, I think back to when I was in my 20s going to college and had two kids and I never slept. I'd never survive now, but eh, you get over it. Yeah, you get over it. You just go on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, well, uh, we, had, we had a lot of red flag warnings this, this past weekend. We've had low humidity and high winds. And uh, we had a big fire over uh, in the uh, Taneyville area. They had to close Highway 76. Oh, did they? And uh, for about an hour while they fought that fire. Oh, I missed that. And it's been really that was Sunday evening in our area. And, okay. you know, Saturday they had all these control burns in the area, which mm-hmm. some people found it odd, but, you know, we weren't officially in a red flag warning that day. Yeah, that's right. Although they were kind of in the region, but not here. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there was a, uh, a brush pro- fire down uh, near Fayetteville in, in Washington County, Arkansas, where two people were injured and one, one, one was fatal. So, Oh, my. You got to be careful with these brush fires. Uh, yeah, and it, for, for our listeners who don't know, a red flag warning is issued by the National Weather Service to indicate very low humidity and uh, a high enough wind that if you are burning at all, even if you throw a cigarette out the window, it could catch something on fire and quickly get out of control. So when you are in a red flag warning, uh, it, I, I think it's a little higher than a fire watch, I think. In the fire yes. watch, like the... we were doing a controlled burn in our backyard one time, which our whole back of us was just wooded area, so it always scared me. But like, Ooh. I would always spray the hose around the fire. I would like make a big ring around the fire, but one leaf that was on fire kind of got caught in a breeze, blew off the stack, went into the neighbor's backyard. Oh no! Set their leaves on fire. <gasps> no way. So fun times. I mean, it literally, and we were standing there watching it. Thankfully, you know, had we not been watching it, but that's all it takes. One little leaf with some embers on it. So you almost arsoned your neighbor. The whole neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> basically could have went the whole what is that forest called that's behind that was behind our house anyway music i don't know yeah um, so if you're yeah and i know what you mean because <clears throat> you know we i think we had a red flag warning was it saturday one of the days and then the next day we did not and uh of course the the forestry you'd posted the forestry uh, U.S. Forestry Department or yeah. whatever is doing control burns and people were freaking out. It's like, no, it, it's okay. I mean, because... Today, we're good. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still... I mean, and I always they get... really closely watch those Yeah, things. yeah, I, I get kind of freaky, but when they, you know, start burning outside all these leaves and stuff... Well, the one was a 6,000-acre fire. Ooh, so, I mean, that's a that's big... That's huge. And I don't call it a controlled burn because how can you control six thousand? Yeah, I call it a prescribed a prescribed burn. Okay, prescribed. You know that? Yeah, I prescribed. They call it prescribed. Pre- pre- I can't even say it. Well, you're the nurse. What's the antidote for that? <laughs> uh, a big bucket of water. <laughs> Plain of water. Yeah. So, and but we need to do that. That's the thing is people say, "Why are you burning?" Well, we need to do that because it helps control. Uh, I mean, it puts nitrogen in, in, in the soil. It kind of makes it so... I had to do that explanation for my 12-year-old. I think the other day was asking, what, yeah. what is a controlled burn? Why do they burn things on purpose? Yeah. So explain that for our listeners, if you remember what it is. Do you remember what it is? For him, I mean, it was just that I knew growing up, we'd always burn our yard off because it would grow back greener and better and get rid of all the dead grass. And Yeah. That was my only reason I knew. Yeah. And it's not going to get rid of the bugs. Nope. No. We need they cold, cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They run, uh, but yeah, you get that. Uh, you, you you get that little bitty fire out of control. It is going. Yeah, that's ungood, as my friend Marty would say. Whatever. Yeah. So the latest on the on the on this rainy pattern. I mean, what was it? Two to three earlier today, and then they upped it to what? Three to four? Yeah, but but we have to look at the graphic because the two to three. Ended at mo- on Monday. The two the, the, went up to four. That ended on Tuesday. Okay. So maybe they're expecting a little more on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I mean the the forecast grid definitely said yeah all the way down there. And I looked down in Arkansas. They're they're thinking four to six. I mean this this could be not that good. I mean we need to keep the rain going, but not like half a foot of rain. Right. That would be. That would be detrimental because we don't we don't need any flooding. I didn't check the, uh, the 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 lake levels. I mean, everybody, you can go to our website uh, website, not Facebook website, stormdarweather.com, and click on lake levels, and you can see. Didn't you put beaver on there? Beaver's kind of where it yeah. starts, right? It's where the white. That's the first lake on the White River. Yeah, that that is really helpful for me, especially if you're looking for flooding and how uh, the Corps of Engineers is. Uh, controlling this flood i mean because if 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 the lakes i mean if we're expecting a lot of rain four inches like say of rain the 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 dams table rock spillway at uh forsyth beaver they're going to start letting water out uh and go into bull shoals eventually because they're, they're going to kind of m- try to mitigate that because four inches that's a lot of water and especially down in arkansas Oh yeah, six inches. Uh, Arkansas, they have a, a slight risk for severe weather tomorrow. So. You know, I'm glad you you brought that up because I've noticed the Storm Prediction Center. We've been kind of in a marginal for daily. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 marginal yesterday was a bust. I, I see why they did it. I understand why they did it because if you watched radar. Uh, that cold front that came through, yeah, I mean it, it lit up, but I didn't see any lightning. 
I didn't see. I mean, it well, was kind of heavy. Locally. Yeah, heavy rain. I think there was a lightning strike up around Clinton. Yeah. But there was nothing. So, so that was nothing. And then, and then they have uh, have a marginal risk for southeast Kansas and portions of southwest Missouri. And that's that thing I was telling you about tomorrow morning that's going to come through. Uh, and then uh, they've upgraded to a slight for day three. Is that what I'm thinking? I have to go and check that. Or maybe that's tomorrow. Not sure. Uh, yeah, down in Arkansas. So they're so they're ramping that up, but nothing for the four to eight. So I don't I I don't know. I'm ready for some rain. I think we're gonna get some. Yeah. You you have a pool now? Where we you? do. Oh, well, it's gonna get full. I'm looking at day one, two, and three. We're it's just on, on right the now. edge of marginal day one. On the uh, we're in marginal day two, and then you got day two the the slight in Arkansas, and then day three right back in marginal. And, yeah, back in it's it's and it's that southwest flow. If we can get the, the the trick is we want southwest flow because if we get a southwest flow, that's going to tap into the moisture in the Gulf, and that's going to help. If we just get a zonal westerly flow, it's not going to pick up much. You it know. felt stormy last night. We went to Walmart, and it was kind of that muggy, moist, yeah, kind of like windy. Icky. It was just interesting. Yeah, and I had a show, and uh, we had three subs last night. Uh, but I was watching Radar. That's the cool thing. That Yeah, last week was the sub sub week. Uh, like, we, was there one sick? No. I mean, it, just different plan things that, that we, I mean, normal thing. I mean, hmm. everybody just kind of wanted, there's five band members, and we had three subs. So me and my buddy Steve... Uh, the guitar player. We were the only two regular band members, but you know what? Nobody knew because the musicians. You guys are so good; we, they we, don't even know exactly. The musicians in this town are awesome, and our drummer. That what, was something what? I had to learn moving here was that they actually can take a night off. Like yeah. when my friend, yeah. that's a fiddle player, like would take a night off, and he'd just call his buddy that would fill in for him. I'm like, that's so crazy. That's the cool thing about Branson. There are so many music mu- uh, musicians around here, and a lot of them work different hours. Yeah, and they just fill in for each other. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, our drummer, uh, Jacob, um, you know, we only have night shows now, but uh, the sub we got for him works at the showboat, but it's like daytime. So it's like, hey, if you've not got nothing else to do, and that's actually really, really good to to do because you've got job security, you know you right. know the people, you know, and but then... you need that time off. You need uh, a break once in a while. You do. Yeah, or you, if there's a family emergency. You can exactly, go. exactly, and and the music, our, our trumpet player, who's a sub, you know, he 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 doesn't. Well, I think he works one show in town, but they don't have that many shows. So he's like, yeah, anytime. And and uh, you know, the audience doesn't know. And if like like we were saying, if they're good enough, you just really you don't know. But uh, but our drummer who works at the showboat, he's fresh out of college, really good, and also an incredible disc golfer. <laughs> yes, I got to talk about disc golf. Uh, because the weather today, uh, it was gloomy this morning. I didn't think that the clouds were going windy, anywhere. windy, though. Does that affect your game? It, were, it wasn't that windy, but wind does affect the game. Uh, my buddy Ray, who likes to play, he says, yeah, the wind, I like it when it's windy. I don't like it when it's windy. It helped carry my frisbee because I wouldn't be able to be strong enough <laughs> to throw it. Well, for me, what? What, Corey, you're going to? I just, I'm, I'm looking at radar. It's what oh. I do when I'm bored. <laughs> and you can never guess what's happening in California right now. What? A tornado warning in California. There is a tornado warning in California? Yeah. That mean we're going to have an earthquake? Oh. This is. Tsunami. Like Tanny Como. <laughs> let, 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 uh, let me do the uh, distance from Los Angeles here. 
I bet they're just freaking out right now. The people Six, in Oklahoma 60, are like, 60 Man. miles north of Los Angeles is a tornado warning. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So, yeah, I bet they are freaking out. They, right they don't now. get a lot of tornadoes over in, in California. They don't have many. I know they do have them, but they're very, very rare. Oh, yeah. Um, and they don't know what to do in a tornado. Uh, just, so they should go back and listen to our safety, safety, safety uh, <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> because I should tell you, <coughs> I think my antihistamine ran out. <coughs> yeah. No, but I was saying our our, our drummer, yeah, disc golf, I went out and played the most disc golf in one day that I have ever played before. So I'm going to be sore tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to be sore. Corey moved all day, so he's going oh, yeah. to be sore. Well, yeah, you guys are going to be already sore. Are moving and stuff. So so don't forget, take a bunch of my boxes. I want those boxes there. If anybody wants to help. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean they probably don't listen to this till. That's all right. Just give yeah. us a call. Yeah, just you know, message us at Stormdor, whether on our Facebook page. And if you want to help Corey and Shara move, let us know. So I think it's time to get on to the next segment. <laughs> it's the pollen report. <laughs> Shara, you thought that was funny? I thought that was humorous. <laughs> I could have done that for you. Haven't you heard that one yet? I okay. guess I haven't. <laughs> yeah, it's the pollen report. And... Uh, not not much change from last week, but uh, the forecast for Wednesday, we're going to be in the moderate category. Thursday is medium high. Uh, Friday, they have pollen in the high category. Uh, I'm not sure why, but uh, and then Saturday is back in the, the moderate, cali- medium category. And it says the current top allergens are elm. They got elm now. Elm, juniper, and maple, because last week was just juniper and maple. Yeah. So we're getting more of those trees in there. And and you know what? Talking about this thermal roller coaster, did you see the forecasted highs for Branson for the next five days? Up and down. They're all over the place. We're down into the 40s on Saturday now. Yeah, but in the, in the 70s. First weekend of spring break, it's going to get cold oh, and it, Oh, yay. <laughs> Not yay for oh, us that want to do stuff with our kids. Yeah. Well, I but know. But 70s for Wednesday. I, I mean... Or yeah, Thursday. I, I think it's Thursday. I yeah. think we're heading to Oklahoma Sunday and Monday. Oh, okay. It'll rain. That's nice. I yeah. love driving in the rain. Really? <laughs> Not. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know anybody who actually really, no. really loves driving in the rain. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? I think it's about time for the weather school. It is daylight saving time. We just went through that. And uh, I think I, some people are driving Sharon nuts because they're saying, what are they saying the wrong way? Daylight savings time. Yes, savings time. You can only save day. You can't savings it. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. Like, you know, you're saving the daytime, not savings, savings the daytime. <laughs> See, you learned it here. That's that's a way to remember what it is. Is it savings or saving? So we play this every year, and there's tons of stuff uh, that I didn't know about daylight saving time. So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, Stormed Our Weather School. We're about ready to set our clocks forward an hour, which will begin daylight savings time.
If you were paying close attention to my opening statement, then you would have noticed that I intentionally mispronounced the phrase. Many people call it daylight savings time, but it is correctly pronounced daylight saving time. The main purpose of daylight saving time is to make better use of daylight. We change our clocks during the summer months to move an hour of daylight from the morning to the evening. If you live near the equator, day and night are nearly the same length of about 12 hours. But in the northern hemisphere, there is much more daylight in the summer than in the winter. The closer you live to the North Pole, the longer the period of daylight in the summer. Thus, daylight saving time, or summer time, is usually not helpful in the tropics, and countries near the equator generally don't change their clocks. According to some sources, daylight saving time saves energy. Studies done by the U.S. Department of Transportation in 1975 showed that daylight saving time trims the entire country's electricity usage by a small but significant amount of about 1% each day because less electricity is used for lighting and appliances. Similarly, in New Zealand, power companies have found that power usage decreases 3.5% when daylight saving time starts. In the first week, peak evening consumption commonly drops about 5%. The rationale behind the 1975 study of daylight saving time-related energy savings was that energy use and the demand for electricity for lighting homes is directly related to the times when people go to bed at night and rise in the morning. In the average home, 25% of electricity was used for lighting and small appliances such as TVs and stereos. A good percentage of energy consumed by lighting and appliances occurred in the evening when families were home. By moving the clock ahead one hour, the amount of electricity consumed each day decreased. In the summer, People who rose before the sun rises used more energy in the morning than if daylight saving time were not in effect. However, although 70% of Americans rose before 7 a.m., this waste of energy from having less sunlight in the morning was more than offset by the savings of energy that results from more sunlight in the evening. The idea of daylight saving time was first conceived by Benjamin Franklin during his sojourn as an American delegate in Paris in 1784. The idea was first advocated seriously by London builder William Willett in the pamphlet Waste of Daylight, 1907, that proposed advancing clocks 20 minutes on each of the four Sundays in April and turning them back by the same amount on four Sundays in September. As he was taking an early morning ride through Pett's Wood near Croydon, Willett was struck by the fact that the blinds of nearby houses were closed, even though the sun was fully risen. When questioned as to why he didn't simply get up an hour earlier, Willett replied with typical British humor, What? <laughs> In his pamphlet, The Waste of Daylight, he wrote, quote, Everyone appreciates the long, light evenings. Everyone laments their shortage as autumn approaches, and everyone has given utterance to regret that the clear, bright light of an early morning during spring and summer months is so seldom seen or used.
Daylight saving time has been used in the U.S. and in many European countries since World War I. Other countries who adopted this 1916 action are Belgium, Denmark, France, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Sweden, Turkey, and Tasmania. Nova Scotia and Manitoba adopted it as well with Britain following suit three weeks later on May 21, 1916. In 1917, Australia and Newfoundland began daylight saving. During World War II, President Franklin Roosevelt instituted year-round daylight saving time, called wartime, from February 9, 1942 through September 30, 1945. From 1945 to 1966, there was no federal law regarding daylight saving time, so states and localities were free to choose whether or not to observe daylight saving time and could choose when it began and when it ended. This understandably caused confusion, especially for the broadcasting industry as well as for railways, airlines, and bus companies. But on January 4, 1974, President Nixon signed into law the Emergency Daylight Saving Time Energy Conservation Act of 1973. Then, beginning on January 6, 1974, implementing the Daylight Saving Time Energy Act clocks were set ahead. On October 5, 1974, Congress amended the act and standard time returned on October 27, 1974. Daylight saving time resumed on February 23, 1975 and ended on October 26, 1975. In the U.S., daylight saving time starts on the second Sunday in March and ends on the first Sunday in November with the time changes taking place at 2 o'clock a.m. local time. With a mnemonic wordplay referring to seasons, clocks spring forward and fall back. That is, in springtime, the clocks are moved forward from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m., and in the fall, they are moved back from 2 a.m. to 1 a.m. Daylight saving time lasts for a total of 34 weeks, or around 238 days, every year, which is about 65% of the entire year. Arizona does not observe daylight saving time except for the Navajo Nation. Hawaii, along with the overseas territories of American Samoa, Guam, the Northern Mariana Islands, Puerto Rico, and the United States Virgin Islands also do not observe daylight saving time. Sometimes it's a task trying to just adjust to the new time change regime. Some people show up early or late to church or to pre-scheduled events occurring on the day of the time change. So the best thing to do is set your clocks back or forward an hour on the Saturday night before the time changes go in effect. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. 
And I hope everyone is more informed on how the time changes take place and how and they, they know how to say it properly. Yes. And I must say going into daylight saving time is much easier than coming out when it starts getting dark really early. I, I do yeah. enjoy the sun lasting until, you know, seven thirty right now. Yeah, I but really that whole do. getting up when it's dark is not cool. That's yeah. Well, I mean you know, I wish they would keep it. I mean, th- th- here's that whole debate that everybody goes through every single year. It's like, do we keep it? I would like to keep it like it is now. Sure. I mean or Yeah, what's the point? I, I just don't see I think the point eventually now. it will it will end up like aren't, that. I mean, aren't there states that don't do it? There's yeah. certain There's, places yeah, that don't do it. They've there's yeah. there's a few, but they're rebels. And we don't like them. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, we should ask our Those our friend cool Stuart coming up if they do. They, I'm pretty sure they do daylight saving in Alaska. I don't know. Yeah, they yeah. don't have a lot of daylight to save. Sometimes <laughs> not a there. whole lot. To, they got to yeah, save all the daylight they can. <laughs> well, hopefully he will be able to shed some light on that. So I think it's time for the special guest segment. So let's get to talking to Stuart. Storm Dog Special. Yes. And today on Stormdar Weather's special guest, we have a very special guest. We have our friend and follower, Stuart Langer, uh, who, yeah. uh, you, are you on the phone now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you are from this area, aren't you? Yeah, I was born and raised in Mount Vernon, and then I lived about 20 years in Branson up until last July. Oh, no kidding. That's kind of how you found out about us then. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, uh, for our listeners, they're probably wondering, well, why in the world do we have Stuart on the phone? Uh, We (laughs) we would love for you to tell our listeners where you are living now. Well, we went on a small journey last summer in July, and we moved, um, it was 4,200 miles that we put on both of our vehicles. Oh, my gosh. Uh, um, And I pulled a 30-foot enclosed gooseneck with all our house, and my wife followed behind the SUV. And we moved to North Pole, Alaska. Wow. North Pole, Alaska. Yeah, wow. it's right beside Fairbanks. Oh, okay. Okay. So so it's see when when I heard North Pole, Alaska, I thought, well, maybe that's right at the very tippy top, you know. So no, that's a, have the, you the, met the Santa Claus? Is, I'm sorry. Have you met Santa Claus? I have. I have. I, I, his house is about three three miles from my house. Cool. Um, cool. And he's actually on the board of aldermen in North Pole, and he literally changed his name to Santa Claus. Oh, how I about that? I do not doubt that. So, oh, but, I mean, cool. there's Yeah, there's a tourist trap, and there's the reindeer right beside it and all that stuff. It's kind of like a little Branson. What's the population um, of North Pole, Alaska? Uh, North Pole itself is probably around 10,000 or so. Oh, wow. That's but the size we, of Branson. Yeah, but wow. but but if if we took if we took the the Fairbanks, um, there's two military bases. There's Fort Wainwright, and then there's um, Ielson Air Force Base, and then everything kind of connecting all that. There's and and the university. Uh, there's almost a hundred thousand people in that area. Wow, that's huge. So yeah, what? so so pe- 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 people ask me sometimes, you know, like, oh, you're moving off in the bush. What are you going to do? Because they've seen all those Alaskan TV shows, and I'm like. We have Costco and we have Walmart and we have Kroger's and you know. Uh, so I it's mean, a civilization. Have you have everything. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I don't have everything, but you know, if we drive six hours, we get down to Anchorage area, and then you know, I went to. A, I'm down there right now. I'm down by Wasilla at a, at a camp right now, um, and we Wasilla. went to Best Buy yesterday and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So what well, took you to Alaska? What was your reasoning for moving? 
So um, we work with an organization called This Generation Ministries. Okay. Um, uh, So my wife and I are on staff with them. And um, for the last seven years, I've been making trips up to the Yukon River to do a youth camp for suicide prevention. I think Um, we've seen videos and stuff at church. I think I've seen that. You've seen videos. Yeah. The suicide rate there is extremely high. It's Yeah, it's some of the highest per capita in the world. Um, and then two years ago, I sent my wife on her own with a group to come up here so she could kind of help make a decision for our family. I didn't want to move the family without her going. And she literally called me from Alaska and said, yeah, we're moving. We're changing our five-year plan to a one-year plan. And literally almost 12 months later, we're in the truck moving. Oh, well, that's amazing. So, well, yeah. I'm looking at the uh, the temperature right now at the Fairbanks International Airport. And I don't know if this is correct, but it says it's one degree there. Uh, uh, that's kind of warm compared to yeah. what it has been well, lately. It says the to low tonight's you. only going to be negative uh, 27 degrees. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that, that's nothing, man. I told you. So, so if, if 25, once you get to 25 below and lower, that's really when you start to feel it. Oh, um, really? It, it, yeah, so when you get like 30, 40 below, it, it becomes um, – uh, it, it becomes painful. That's what I'm saying. Like Do you have skin, to like take your all hurts. your skin, make sure your skin is covered when you go outside and that yeah. type of. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you have to plug in your vehicle and you're still going to let it run for 15 or 20 minutes before you get in it. That, that, that was my um, other and, question because it's so cold up there. I mean, you can't just start your car and just go on the road, right? No, 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 absolutely. And, and, and even like that. So I plug in my truck, I take the diesel and I plug it in. And when I leave in the morning and it's like a 40 below morning, it's your tires are out around and it's like thump, 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 thump while you're going down the road. And so you kind of go slow until your tires warm up enough that they become circle. They become circles again. How weird. I never thought of that. <laughs> I would never survive. I'm so cold natured. Uh, Cher, Cher, like, like Corey and me are in, are in our podcast studio and we're fine. And Cher's over here wrapped up in a, in a coat. She's like, I'm cold. Right. <laughs> well, you know, and, 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 and it's interesting because the, the Fairbanks area, um, is in the top five for the biggest weather extremes in in a year's time period. So we'll get down to 50 below in the winter, and they can literally hit 100 degrees in the summer. Wow. Um, and so it's low humidity. There's not a lot of rain. There's very little wind. But the the temperature swings, you know, we talk about it kind of in that in that Branson area, you know, kind of how we can move like 30, 40 degrees in a day or whatever. You yeah. know, one day, well, one, one day you get up and the next day it's 30 degrees warmer. Well, you know, last Thursday I got up, it was 40 below. On Friday I got up, it was 28 below. On Saturday it was one degree. Uh, um, so the one you know, probably felt great. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I'm, wearing, I'm wearing a t-shirt under my jacket, you know, exactly. I mean, it felt great. <laughs> well, we said on a podcast, like it's two or three or four podcasts ago, it's like, you know, people get really acclimated to where they live because if you're in the summer and it gets down to 60 degrees everybody's going oh my god give me my coat you know but if you're in the winter and it's 60 degrees it's like short sleeve shirts yeah you know so i guess you get acclimated pretty easily or is it tough no uh no really really you do i mean don't get me wrong if it if it's below 25 below it's cold and 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 even the natives up here are complaining about it being cold oh no kidding Uh, (laughs) You know, and so, wow. so I don't feel so bad being from Missouri, you know, um, but so I, I got to participate in a record this year that I never wanted to participate in um, from the end of December into February, beginning of February. We had 34 days in Fairbanks. It was the, it was the third longest street 
of four degrees or lower for that whole time period. Oh, wow. And wow. about half of that, we didn't get above 20 below. Um, and I had a, a 36 hour period at my house that it was negative 49 and the thermometer did not move. Um, and a buddy of mine lives about five miles from me and he got to negative 58 on that same time period. So I'm curious, the houses there, are they built a lot more insulated? I mean, is your heating bill through the roof or are they built better? Well, both, both of those answers are yes. Um, so the the walls (laughs) on a lot of houses are eight to 12 inches thick. Um, and they build them so tight, they run a a system and I can't remember the name of what it stands for, but it's called an HRV system and it circulates outside air and helps control the humidity because they're so tight. You need the house to help it breathe. You know, you know, in Missouri, our houses breathe some here. We have to make it breathe. Um, but yes, your heating bill is out the roof. I, you know, uh, we complain about the electric bill in Missouri. Um, our rates up here are about twice as high per kilowatt Ooh, up here. Ouch. Um, and then your there's no natural gas, so we don't have the competition here. Even though natural gas is produced in Alaska, there's a political battle, and they don't have it actually ran in our area. Um, and so you're actually heating with diesel with uh, fuel diesel. oil. That's what they call it. They call it fuel oil, but it's really diesel. And so you might have a fireplace or, you know, diesel or electric heat. And you can't, I mean, electric heat is outrageously expensive here. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, where, where my house in Branson was completely 100% electric, I would never have 100% electric house here because you're so dependent on that electric company. Now, d- does everybody have a fireplace? I mean, that would be the most, you know, economical way of to heat, I would think. Yes, uh, I would say it's probably... It's over fifty percent of the houses would have would have fireplaces. Okay. Um, even even just to um, on the really cold nights put a fire in just to help supplement. Um, so the the house we, we we just moved recently, but the, but the house that we were in originally it had a fireplace, and I did it with primary heat. Um, and I mean, there was so so just just wrap your head around this. If it's negative forty outside. And I have the house at a 70 to 72 degrees. Think about that difference. It's 112 degrees difference to get to 72 degrees. That's insane. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay, just tell so, the kids so, to wear so lots now, of layers. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so now you know why the electric bills can be so high because you get to 50, 60 below. You're talking 120, 130 degrees difference. Well, and the heater will probably never stop. It will just cap because it has to catch up and keep you from well, freezing. So, so it, it's a baseboard heat, and it uses the pipes with the with the kind of little radiators inside the pipe on the on the floor. Oh, and so it does it does cycle off because it's a radiant heat, and so so it does cycle on and off because of that, and it's circulating hot water or or a an antifreeze solution through those pipes. I see. So okay. that that's a typical heat. So it's so it's not again. It's not going to be like the central heat and air that we're used to in Missouri. You know, you're going to have that radiant style heat instead. And then likewise, so your houses, all your houses have crawl spaces underneath them. And you, so it's something I never thought about. But our well is underneath our house. So I hear the well turn off and on when we take showers and stuff. But the reason being is, imagine having it outside and piping it in oh, yeah. that water line. I don't know if I can get Freeze. deep enough to keep it from freezing. Yeah, see, I, so, I, I never thought of that because my mother uh, lives in Springfield, yeah. but she has an outdoor well 
Um, and a well house. And so every winter we hook up, like she's got, I think a hundred watt bulb and a 60 watt bulb. And if it gets below 30, she just turns it on and it keeps the well all nice. But you know, you're talking, you know, well below 32 that you'd have to. Well, think about that year that we had the, remember when Springfield lost power for a couple of weeks Mm-hmm. During the ice storm. Yeah, ice storm. I mean, there was yeah. people saying that in their houses, their toilet water was frozen. And I mean, that's right. indoors, but they had no power. So, I mean, even imagine being outdoors in right, the snow. Exactly. And... Hey, Stuart, did you guys get more snow than Branson did this year? <laughs> you got more than Branson um, in the have, last 10 years. At, at my house, we have about two feet. And we've had snow on the ground since the beginning of October. And so, so you have to remember up here because the sun gets down at that at the lower angle. There's, there's, a, there's so like from the end of November to almost the end of February, there is no radiant thermal heat from the sun. Yeah. So oh, okay. even though the sun is up and we have three or four hours worth of sunlight or five hours worth of sunlight in the in the in the darkest of winter, you don't actually feel the sun. So I go out there and I stand and I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna feel the sun. And I don't feel a thing. Oh, okay. And you know, and so and so so because you don't have the radiant heat from the sun, the snow doesn't melt. So even on the trees, since there's no wind up there where, where we live, this the trees are covered in snow because the sun doesn't melt it off. Oh, okay. Now how far away from you uh, are from the Arctic Circle are you away? I mean you're you're so, south of the circle, right? Uh, yeah, south of the circle, but not far. Um about uh forty miles. Oh, that's that's not very far. No, not not far at all. And and I've been up inside the Arctic Circle from some of the work we've done. It was inside the Arctic Circle on the Yukon River. Um, and so I've been up there, and and uh, we'll be up there this summer with doing a summertime camp up there. Okay. So since since you brought up summer, I have a summer question. Yes. <laughs> what? Okay. So in July, you know, when you're in the August, in the midst of summer, what is your average temperature up there in the summer? You know, so so we're gonna we're gonna be you know in the daytime in the eighties. Oh, you get up um, to the eighties up there? Well, he said he got up to well, hundred. Well, yeah, that's true. They 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 they, they got to a hundred last last summer in July. Okay. Oh, well, we did a podcast about that because because Anch- what uh, not Anchorage, but was it Anchorage that got I think so ha- warmer than like Florida or yeah, something they, like they got, that? Yeah, yeah, it, it was Anchorage. Anchorage broke uh, the the hottest temperature on record by almost five degrees. Um, oh, wow. but we're even, but, it, but Fairbanks, of course, again, it's like six hours North of there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it actually gets hotter in Fairbanks. So, so Anchorage is more like Seattle. It's more of a temperate climate because of the maritime, because, because of the ocean right there. Gotcha. That's and right. So, so it's more temperate where we are. Um, we, we're, we're up in the Yukon, uh, Yukon flats area and the Tanana flats. And we're in, we're in a, we're in a bowl. It's like a 400 mile bowl where it's mountains around us and we're in this big flat oh. and it gets, it, it gets hot. And so, so there's mountains all around us, but we're at like 400 feet of elevation where I live. Okay. So, so we're actually, we're actually lower in elevation than, than, than you guys are in Branson from sea level. Yeah. Cause Branson's about 700, I think, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh my so, gosh! So you you I mean so you're talking about like a hundred and fifty degree spread in Branson. Well, this year we've had maybe a ninety degree spread. Maybe yeah, correct. Maybe. I don't even think it got. Did it get down to ten degrees? <laughs> I don't think it got down we to got ten down, degrees. We got in the nine. We had a couple and, of days and, and, and of we, single we, we definitely 
you know, we, we, we definitely get the days where we get a 30, 40 degree spread, just like, just like you guys do there. But, you know, then we can we also get the days, you know, just like, you know, I, I've seen it there where late, late on a day, you know, it could be 80 degrees in Branson and you get up the next morning and it's in the thirties. Oh, and we yeah. get those, kind of, you know, you know we, we get those 40 and 50 degree temperature changes from day to day too. Okay. It's just, it's, it's just, it's on a more extreme scale because we go so much lower. That's just insane. That is insane. Yeah. I, I cannot imagine, I mean, really, waking up in the morning and it being <laughs> 40 to 45 degrees below zero. I just can't well, I mean, imagine that. You, you know, you, you walk outside and, and, you, and you go scrape off the snow off your car. And, you know, I have a goatee. And by the time I get in, I have ice crystals in my mustache. And, I mean, I've only been outside for two or three minutes. Oh, my you know? God. <laughs> but, but from my breath, you get ice in your mustache. Yeah, and and you probably have a a big thing with wind chill up there. I mean, you you've got to. Well, they, they do elsewhere from where we live, but again, in that Fairbanks Valley. Valley where we live, oh, there's good, almost yeah. no wind. But, oh, okay. but but you get up you get up north and stuff like that, and there's some different areas in there, or, or even even 40 miles south of us um, uh, down near the Delta Junction, and they get big winds, 30, 40 mile an hour winds, and it's 40 below. Well, all of a sudden you're looking at a 65, you know, six, negative 65 wind chill. And that would be just don't go outside. Period. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, so and so here, here's a funny one. So in Branson, at at 32 degrees, freezing, you don't go outside for recess, right? Right. Yeah. But you guys negative would never 25. get to go out. Ne- negative 25 up here. Oh, wow. We had a doctor that moved here from like. I want to so, say like so, North so Dakota or Wisconsin, and she was saying yeah. that she's like our kids would never get to go out if they waited until it was above freezing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll 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 be negative twenty, and 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 the 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 kids' playgrounds covered in snow, and they're they're outside for recess because because they make the kids take their proper clothing with them. Yeah, I mean those people are prepared there. Yeah, and so so I mean you know it's just it's just a total different thought process to that kind of stuff, you know. Wow, I I just I'm sitting I'm just sitting here going you know if if I got up I mean it's the car thing that I would think I mean do the road crews take you know are they really good because you said you had two feet of snow right now so in in, in our area they're they're pretty good Um, they 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 really they really do a good job of keeping it plowed and that kind of stuff but remember you know at forty below salt or whatever you put on the road doesn't work not gonna yeah so they don't put any chemicals on the road up here. Oh, so okay. what would so it cause? Actually, would schools ever actually cancel there? For I mean, um, they, extreme. It, it, it would have to be extreme. You know, you know where we where it just dumped, you know, a foot and a half of snow, and it was you know forty below in wind or something like that. You know, they they could cancel because of just being too cold. Um, that that does happen, and you know, a, a fluke blizzard like snowstorm because it is because it is a powdery snow. So if you get if yeah. you do get some wind in that storm. It, it, I mean, it would be a blizzard, you know. I mean, it, you know, it would really pick it up, uh, you know, for sure. Well, you know, I mean, we get a winter weather advisory in Springfield's closing all the schools down. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> but exactly. You know, but but, but and, to and, that, and actually, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say it's like like in Texas, if they get a half of inch of half inch of snow, then everything they're dying. They're all shut yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and and it's weird because you know back home. We, you know, you know, we always start freaking out when it gets down around 20 because we're like, oh, it's going to make ice on the roads. You know, you want to stay off the road because it because it because it unthawed during the day and now it's going to freeze in the evening. Here, it's the opposite. I want it to be zero degrees outside because everything's at a hard packed snow. 
if we get up with a little bit of radiant heat now, the sun's up and we're closer to 30 degrees, it's going to melt on the roads. But below the roads, the ground is frozen. And so then you start having the ice trouble. Ah. So that 30, that, that, that 30, 35 degrees, you know, 28 degrees, that's actually when you see more wrecks than when it's at zero. That's okay. That makes total sense because you're talking yes. about more black ice type situation than just snow and stuff on the road. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. That's so insane. It, I mean, yeah. And so, so, so a lot of, a lot of our mentality on that kind of stuff has had to change. You know, a, a few weeks ago, I went into Fred Meyer, which is our Kroger up here. Okay. And um, uh, one of the things on my grocery list was milk. And there was no milk in the whole grocery store. And it wasn't because there was a panic because the snowstorm was coming in. The milk truck had frozen solid and they had burst. Oh, no. And so they didn't have milk for two days at the, at the Fred Meyer. Because somebody had because, – because up here, of course, in the trucks, they're reversing the reefer to keep it warm enough so things don't freeze in the truck. That is weird. So, 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 so the refrigerator on the trailer, they have to reverse it so that it keeps it warm enough. Yeah. See, that's the stuff I would never think of <laughs> because if it's, yeah, because if it's too cold outside, you, you don't want it stupid cold in the truck. Cause yes, right. everything would, would freeze. You know, I, I, I we, we drove our truck down to Wasilla. It's a, it's about a seven hour drive in, in snowy conditions. And so I had my luggage in the bed of the truck but I told my wife, I said, all your toiletries you need to put in a bag and put inside the cab because your toiletries would freeze on the drive down because we were down around zero. Oh, that's so right. So your, sham- you know, your shampoo, you know, all that stuff would freeze. See, and I, I would also be really <laughs> – yeah, no, exactly. But I would also be really nervous because if my heat went out or my neighbor's heat yeah. – there'd be electricity. I mean, I know most of it is not electrical, but, but – Right, you know, you could easily freeze to death if you're in a dire situation up there. Right, or or you worry about the stuff in the house freezing because it was so cold. Um, you know, back in January, I had to take my son down to uh, Palmer for a basketball tournament, and and so the whole family went down there, and it was in one of those spells where we were, you know, ten negative ten to negative fifteen during the day, and getting down in the negative thirties to forties at night. And so I had some friends go by twice a day just to check on the house. And, and they actually put some wood in the fireplace for me because, you know, if, if that fireplace went out and let's say something happened to the furnace and it kicked off, I mean, it would be hour, a matter of hours before things started freezing in the house, not days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you are you so know, cold and, out there. Correct. And and so, you know, and, and of course, remember, you know, one, one of the advantages of having all the snow is that that's an extra thermal barrier on the roof and that kind of stuff. So it does help hold in some of the warmth too, you know, it doesn't let it out, but still, I mean, it, it would it'd be a matter of hours, you know, before, before you start worrying That'd about things. That'd just freezing. be scary. I mean, yeah. to, to me, to me to be, but I guess the people that live up there are used to it. I mean, the Eskimos live yeah. in igloos and they have it all figured out. Right. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now, of course they, they don't live in igloos anymore, but that was the way they used to right, live. Right, 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 right. Um, you know, <laughs> but, but they, but they, they, they can if they need to. You know, um, but but yeah, I mean, they, they, they could exactly because, you know, and you do the same thing. You know, if you're not trapped out in the snow, you build a snow cave and you, and then and then then you can help actually almost with a candle, you know, warm it up inside. Wow. You know? How and, cool. And so, you know, and, and so they use that, too. They'll, they'll have they'll have a, a very small, you know, um, a heating element like that, like a candle. So. Wow. Well, I admire 
you've and for going up there. I mean, especially from living down here, you know, in Southwest Missouri, and then being able to move up there and survive successfully. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, far. you know, <laughs> I think I think sometime I would like to visit up there, but I don't. I don't. Right. I don't know, but you know, if 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 the work led me there, maybe I would. And that is yeah. an awesome ministry that he's working for. That's They're great. Helping a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. You know, we're down at a camp down in Wasilla right now. It's called Winter Extreme, and we've got about a hundred teenagers here from all over the state. Um, and just one of the biggest things we do is we give them a chance to get out of their situation and out of the village, and let them be kids and let them know that there's more to life than what they're experiencing at home. And, you know, let, let them, let them get experience, you know, for, for, for us, you know, let, let them experience the presence of God and just, and just see something a little different. Um, and, and, and that, that has been, I mean, the, the camp that we do in the summertime, that area, the Yukon Flats, that the suicide rate has absolutely plummeted mm. um, to the point now that the village leaders are making the kids go to the camp, even though the village leaders aren't Christian because they're seeing the results of the camp. Oh, Wow. And so, 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 with, you know, you know, again, the, the, the fruit is what makes a difference. Right. And so, so, so that's the biggest change that we're seeing there. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know? It's such a good thing you guys are doing. I, I got yeah, really to tell Corey and Shara some of the, uh, <clears throat> in our, our visitor or our listeners too, that something that I think is really, really cool is, uh, and funny that see, you know, we post all the time and especially when we get these, uh, you know, winter weather advisories and, oh, it's going to get cold and stuff. And we, we say it's going to get down in the teens or whatever. And then one of my favorite things is when you take a screenshot of actually what the temperature is up there in North Pole, Alaska. <laughs> right? I think that is so cool. It's like, you know, it, it, it makes us all believe it could be worse. Right. <laughs> Here in Branson. Although Corey and I were saying last, even last several weeks on the podcast – I don't think Branson has actually had a snow this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it has snowed, but nothing stuck. Yeah, nothing has accumulated, and I I don't know if we're going to get snow anywhere. I mean, we did our winter weather outlook uh, a few years ago, and people keep asking, you know, are you guys going to do your winter weather outlook? And we're saying, I don't think there's going to be winter to do the outlook. (laughs) You know, and here we are. It's it's March 10th, and we're looking at it's severe weather, which we're going to. You know, <laughs> do you miss the severe weather? Well, that, that that's the way it was last winter, too. You know, when I was there, you know, I had left a trail camera out and one of my pictures had a deer and there was a little bit of snow on the ground. And I'm like, I don't remember snow. And I, it must have snowed in the middle of the night and been gone before I got up in the morning. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I mean, uh, you know, on Christmas Day, a year, you know, not la- not this last Christmas, but the Christmas before. I was outside with shorts and a t-shirt playing basketball with my son. Oh, wow. Um, you, know, you, know, you know, you know, you know, Branson. And here we've got two feet of snow on the ground. It's it was zero degrees, um, you know. And and but but also we got to have a white Christmas. And I don't ever remember having a white Christmas. We haven't had a white Christmas in how many years, Corey? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> we couldn't even remember. tell you. I mean, I want to say two thousand. Yeah, twenty twenty uh, two thousand nine years ago. <laughs> you know, Stuart's yeah. got it made, man. Hop. Well, you know, it right, is yeah. North Pole, Alaska, so it's got to be snowy there. It's got Santa and the elves and everything. It's got to be up there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and it's, it's so much fun there because, you know, of course, they have a lot of fun with it. You know, there's Reindeer Lane and there's, you know, all of this stuff. You know, I mean, they, 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 they go all out with, with the, the Christmas theme in that area. I bet um, that'd be you know, just fun, you know. Just there's candy canes. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. It, it's awesome. 
Oh, wow. So. Well, Corey, do you have anything else you want to ask Stuart? Uh, I think we got it all. We hit a lot. Wow, we want to I, save some for next time, right? Oh, man, I, I love it. Shara, you you good? I mean, no, I, this was very interesting. I, Stuart, is there anything time. we forgot uh, weather-wise you want to kind of tell everybody, or did we cover stuff? Is it still or? dark there all the time, or is the sun still really low? Or is it starting to get brighter out during the day? So actually, so actually right now we probably have more sunshine than you guys do now. Um, so the sun, um, the sun was coming up at about six thirty in the morning. I could start to see it cracking, you know, just, just starting to, starting to come through and it was going down close to seven. Um, oh. and, and so, so right now we're gaining over five minutes of daylight a day. Oh, wow. So, so you, so you think about that every 10 days we gain close to an hour of daylight. Now do, do you do you uh, all observe uh, daylight saving time up there? Yeah, yeah. So okay. so we, we did. Um but you know so so if you went back to the winter solstice, you know, we only had about 3 hours of daylight and we're going to call that daylight. It's not like daylight that it is now because it had a gray hue to it, you know, and there was no warmth from the sun and there was 3 to 4 hours of that back in late December into January. Um, but now, you know, we've got um, a full 12 hours of daylight. Wow. I just can't imagine 20 hours of darkness. Right. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Which <laughs> but, is why absolutely. the depression but then, but then, and suicide then, level is so Yeah, high. that's true. <laughs> Correct. You know, yeah. And, and you're stuck inside because it's cold and all that stuff. But, you know, then by the end of by the end of May into June, we'll be we'll be 24 hours. Oh, you know? okay. So, so, so it'll be 24 hour daylight up there. Wow. How bizarre. Yeah. Wow, I, you know this kind of makes me want to go up and visit sometimes. I, I, I tell you what, if you come up and visit, you'll want to come back again. It is the prettiest place I've ever been. Anytime you talk to anybody that's been to Alaska, they'll tell you it is the most beautiful place they've ever been. Um, and it, there's just nothing like it. It's incredible, and uh, the people are, are very nice up here. Um, and it, it's just really a neat place, um, unlike any place you've ever been, for sure. Wow. Well, you know, maybe we need. To- Corey, we need to take a storm dart we may road trip to. up there. Yeah. Well, I, I hear I hear they're running discounts on cruises right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we can cruise up to Anchorage and then take take a sleigh up there to North Pole. That's what we do. Uh, they, they, they they do a train. They do a train from Anchorage to Fairbanks. Oh and back. wow! Um, and, and 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 so and it goes through Denali Park and stuff. It's re- it's really pretty. Well, Cheryl, we just need to everybody book our trips now. I guess <laughs> everybody donate. Yeah. Well, Stuart, we want to thank you so much for being on the podcast. This is so cool to talk to somebody in Alaska. And stuff that yeah, I, I didn't even it. know. This is just crazy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if anything major happens up there, you know, let us know. We'll have you back on the podcast sometime. And we'll post this later tonight on the Stormdart Weather uh, Facebook page. So go ahead and share that to all your friends so they can hear you on the podcast. Yeah. How about that? Awesome. All right. Well, awesome. Stuart, I appreciate it, you guys. take care. Thank and you, thanks sir. again. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Stormdart Special Guest. That was so cool. I'm so glad that Stuart got a chance to be on the podcast and tell us all this stuff about Alaska. I mean, did you guys know any of that stuff? I hadn't thought of a lot of that, so it was cool. Well, I mean, it's something that we don't have to think about here. Because uh, it's never going to get below 20, 15 sure. degrees here. It's anymore. a totally different way of life. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, the, the thing that I thought was really interesting was when it got so cold that his tires would become uncircular. Yeah, I wouldn't think of that. 
I, I mean, we know, and even my mother knows, because, uh, you know, if we get these 50 and 60 degree days and all of a sudden it gets down to 10 or 15, the tire pressure lowers a little bit, but I didn't know they would deform. <laughs> that, w- that was just totally, totally crazy, insane. Okay, well, it's time to get to the next segment. It's the weather word of the week. And this week, Stormdar weather, weather word of the week is... Permafrost. That one was pretty easy. It is. Yeah. So you tell me you always wanted an easy one. So there you go. Okay. So what does permafrost mean? Permafrost is a thick subsurface layer of soil that remains frozen throughout the year, occurring chiefly in polar regions. Um, Also ground that remains frozen for two or more consecutive years. See, I thought that would be a cool weather word of the week. Uh, for after talking to Stuart, after talking to Stuart, yeah, because you know it, it's it's he's got two feet of snow. That's the ground stays frozen year round. Uh, yeah, and, except when it's eighty. And and he had he had a good point uh, also uh, that it, it's so cold up there that the ground even below the surface right. remains so cold that when they do get you know the 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 radiational melting on the top, uh, it. It's still cold down below. Or I never thought about the the cold trucks having to be heat. <laughs> yeah, they have things to re- from freezing. Yeah, they have to reverse it. They that's have to crazy. actually heat the thing. That that's that's just crazy. So there, that that does the uh, weather word of the week, and it it all it makes me want you know kind of cold. Although you did take your your jacket off, so I'm still a little chilly. But I'm all right. <laughs> it's still a little chilly. Well, uh, we don't have we. I think our in other news segment is uh, we're not going to do that this week because we got a chance to talk I think to Stuart. Stuart was so. our in other news. He was in a, our other news, and I love having more guests, and I want to have more guests on the show. So, so Corey, you got anything else to add? Uh, not really. We're 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 kind of looking at you know some active weather this week. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned to the website and to the Facebook page and we'll, we'll keep you advised. Yeah, we're going to definitely keep an eye on that because the rain keeps going up and uh, I'm not convinced yet. Just like I said. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we, we, You know, we need a good rain. But we it's said spring break. Week. It's spring break and I feel bad for the kids but I like rain. Everything, know? yeah, everything is just going to get floody and stuff. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. Well, Shara, got anything I'm good. else? Nothing You're else. good? Okay, well, let's wrap this thing up. So, be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website and our merch store at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.